Oh, man. Terrifying. Terrifying, terrifying. I am shaking in my wee little booties. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, Doctor Strange breaks into our dimension. Mm, mm-hmm. clever. Yes, the Beast finds his beauty. Mm, so sweet. Oh, I know. A second superhero fight club breaks out. Uh-huh. And more. And more. And to mm-hmm. top it all off, uh, we had a, a release of an awesome Netflix show. And usually, we're like jumping, we're chomping at the bit to watch it as much as we can. But like... Mm-hmm. Uh, our our weekends were complicated this weekend. If, this if you week, came so like... here for a Luke Cage <laughs> review, you came to the wrong episode. <laughs> well, it doesn't it, it doesn't even necessarily matter because usually on the first weekend of a Netflix show, we're just giving initial impressions. Which I I brought something to the table this week, so don't worry, I got your back, man. Thank you. But, thank uh, you. but well, the next week, per usual, is when you'll get our our full rundown. You know, it takes time to digest. This is like thirteen hours of content a it, lot of work it really is 13 hours of of good content as well it's not just like uh something i you, you put on noise in the background you gotta watch it and you gotta pay yeah. attention noise in the background like that train going like hard tra- back there there <laughs> apparently like there's this weekend this trains have been like going through just blaring their horns like hey guys i'm still here don't forget about me choo choo so <laughs> it might go on for a little bit more but right. i have to be honest I didn't get to watch any Luke Cage because I've been I've been pretty busy this weekend too, and I feel like I let everyone down by not watching even the first and episode. Life when life gets in the way of uh, being a nerd, it, you know it's it's rough. It's really rough. But it sounds like you made up for the fact of not getting any Luke Cage nerdiness, and you got some video game nerdiness. I did. I was able to uh, upgrade to an Xbox One S this weekend and i all i have to i have to i have to thank you even though your attempts have been futile i can still thank you you still badger me constantly about getting an xbox and you even said you it sounded like you were going to sell me your older xbox and i would assume i would have gotten a pretty nice uh, friend slash co-host deal but like when you sent me that that message i just like looked over at my tv and i was just like I was just trying to imagine a next-gen console being underneath that television. I'm just like, it would be nice to have, but I just don't think I'm ever going to have time to play it, which is mm-hmm. really unfortunate. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to diversify my entertainment into some sort of PC tower that can do multiple tasks. I think that's going to happen hopefully in 2017. I mean, I, I don't know if you think an Xbox only plays games anymore. They, they, man, they do handle multiple tasks very well. You can't do anything else on them video game consoles, man. Well, the reason I'm really stoked for this One uh, S is that it has a 4K Blu-ray player built into it. Oh, and, and you have a 4K TV, right? I have a 4K TV. So this is the first time I've ever seen all 4Ks at once. Um, and So when you get around to watching Luke Cage, I think you can watch it in 4K. I think if, they're filming all Netflix stuff in 4K. I, th- I think so if you have the right plan. Like, it costs more to get the 4K, like, plan. Like, I only have I the basic streaming package. 
Yes. I think you'd... There are multiple Netflix packages. I, I looked into oh, this. Man, I'm so out of the loop here. And also, I think uh, Google is doing a big hardware announcement uh, coming up on Tuesday. And I think they're announcing like a 4K Chromecast. So you can just 4K out your whole place, you know. So when it gets robbed, people can just get all the latest gadgets and all your, your doodads and um, all your collectibles, you know. I, basically, what I'm trying to tell you is invest in some locks. Some locks. Yeah, some locks. <laughs> Just lock that place up. You got all oh, the goods up in there. I do. I do. I, <laughs> well, you thinking I was saying like locks and bagels or something? I was like, like that. I have no idea. Like what? Lock what? Like no i want people to come over and hang out with me i my to play my stuff with me i'm just i don't know i'm just excited i mean i like it i mean i we normally use our apple tv for all our consuming of stuff like stuff mm. but i i want to get some 4k blu-rays and and pop them in there and try it because this is a, the cheapest 4k blu-ray player like a hundred dollars like yeah. under so i'm really excited to check that out and see if that's like i'll let you guys know um and and see kind of maybe i'll look into the netflix 4k plan try it out for a month yeah. And see what it looks Let like, because that's going to be some bandwidth. I tell you what, <laughs> you got to need some yeah. bandwidth. I hope. Are you are you capped over there? I I am um, like in terms of speed limits. Uh yeah it, no and, and bandwidth. I, I know some regions in the U.S. their their bandwidth is uh, uh oh, um, is, restricted uh, by how much they can use a month. I, not that mm-hmm. I know of. I've never been. Oof. I've never been put on trial. That's for, good. I feel I feel bad for anybody that's subjected to that. But yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, they're gonna have to do something because 4K eventually will be the standard. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be here. Like, I might as well embrace it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just to confirm, while we're talking about this, all of the Marvel Netflix shows are, in fact, in 4K. There so, you go. So even go. even Daredevil. Uh, so uh, definitely definitely gonna see that out. Um, what was the thing? Was it Stranger Things you watched? I don't see that Ooh, on the list yeah. here, but. Ooh. But either way, Stranger Things is you need to get around to watching that. You know, I I know you need to get to Luke Cage first, but yeah. uh, I'm just gonna have to break your leg so you're just stuck at home in front of the TV. Yeah, watch Stranger Things. I I guess so. But I guess I mean, unless you got something to talk about, I know you you mentioned the pie contest today. Oh yeah, my my wife worked very very di- diligently hard on multiple versions of a, a pie recipe, and she entered in the KCRW pie contest out here in Los Angeles. Put a very valiant effort up. Uh, came home ribbonless, unfortunately, but she's first place in my heart, and I loved her pie. So I, the real winner is me because I got to eat pie for like the last month, like p- pretty much like every other day. It was really fantastic. So uh, I hope she enters uh, next year so I can eat more pie. Yeah, I mean, I, I we all hope for you, man, because that sounds awesome. <laughs> that, that is not a bad way to spend your Sunday, to, no. to say the least. Hell so, um, well, I guess we just jump into the news here. Uh, we've been talking about it. We've been kind of, I guess as Mike would say, burying the lead here. Luke Cage <laughs> is out. We yep. can, you can watch it on Netflix, all 13 episodes. Um, I people a couple of people asked me how far I've gotten into. I still have to say zero. I'm looking forward to watching my first episode as soon as this podcast is over and edited tonight. Oh, awesome. But Mike, you saw a couple episodes. How far did you get? I got three episodes in, which I think is a is definitely enough to know uh, kind of what you're getting into for sure. Uh, I, they kind of uh, have a pattern with a lot of these Netflix shows where you're kind of going to, within your first three episodes, you're going to get a very big action set piece, which uh, carries through with this trend very well. I'm looking forward to more because I love n- nothing more than watching Luke Cage beat the crap out of people. It is so satisfying. We got to see it in Jessica Jones and we get to see it 
obviously again in his own show and it's just it's so awesome uh mike coulter is my new man crush i i I made sure to let my wife know while we were watching it on friday night i was just like oh mike coulter he is the man he like he he's so handsome he's so dashing and he's like he's he puts the moves on pretty early in Mm -hmm. episode one and it's just like i was like oh man mike coulter you're the man i hope (laughs) i can meet you someday uh give you give you a hug give you a kiss on the cheek because you're super you're super fly oh anyway i'm gonna stop uh incriminating myself here yeah we we now have that on on recording (laughs) so uh, we know mike's man crush of the day he's he's a very infectious handsome man uh, so, uh, but we all knew that he was in Jessica Jones. So this this series is really interesting. It's a it's a unique twist because so far we've had Daredevil and we've had Jessica Jones and. Uh, in their first seasons, we kind of jumped into a new world with new characters. This is the first time we get to see a character with his own show where he's really already been introduced. We already know kind of the ins and outs of Luke Cage. We kind of already know his big, his big peril in his life because we knew, we knew about his, uh, his wife from uh, the Jessica Jones show. So we know a lot about this character already. So you kind of have this interesting mixture in his, in his show where you can kind of hit the ground running, but at the same time, the uh, the drama kind of comes from other parts in his life. You know, uh, he kind of uh, wrapped up the storyline a little bit with his wife in, in a totally different show. So we kind of get to explore other avenues of Luke Cage, and I'm excited to see where else it's going to go in the other 10 episodes I haven't seen yet. But uh, I'm really enjoying the location of Harlem. It's really cool kind of getting outside of Hell's Kitchen and seeing another part of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's interesting to see the way they play with the community there. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. The, the cast is, uh, is really, really great. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know uh, if this is uh, necessarily a sign of the time. Uh, I hope it is, but I mean the the entire the entire cast is uh, it seems to be uh, I would say ninety nine percent African American, uh, which is really amazing. I'm sure it fits the makeup of Harlem, and it just works really really well. Everybody in the in the show is just amazing, and it it just uh, it just wa- it just washes over you with this like uh, this really. Uh, n- awesome neighborhood that you get dropped into and uh you just mm-hmm. you just really want to see more of it and you just want to see uh, uh luke cage kick more butt because he it's just so awesome seeing this guy who basically uh, at the surface seems to be invincible and you and you think a guy who's invincible would just you know have no limits but they kind of find a way to to rein him in you know he he cares about people and uh, I, I think you're you're definitely gonna uh, look forward to uh, the first three episodes. So I, I I have I have nothing I have nothing bad to say yet. So uh, yeah, I'm that, looking forward. That's something I've not seen a single bad article about this yet. Uh, I mean, a lot of people you know pick some details out of Jessica Jones or Luke or, Dare, or I'm sorry Daredevil on the first couple mm-hmm. days. Not a single bad thing about Luke Cage. So that's really got me hyped to see what it has to offer and yeah. And, and what what's going on uh, in, yeah, in the, Marvel's Netflix? Yeah, I'm really enjoying the soundtrack. We talked about that a lot before the show came out. Uh, I loved how every episode is named after a Gangstar song, and also the the score or uh, you know hip hop. Uh, 
uh, uh, baseline that they put throughout this whole thing is amazing. And I'm really enjoying the meme going around that says uh, Marvel's new superhero is a black guy in the hoodie and he's bulletproof. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I'm like that. That's getting shared. <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, everybody's everybody's gonna enjoy Luke Cage. Mike Coulter's the man, and um, I, I'm definitely gonna tear through this. And we're going to be talking about uh, all of the spoilers. We're going to spoiler cast this next week for you guys. Yeah, yeah I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, however, there's another fun fact about Luke Cage that came out this week that uh, some people may not be happy with. They're, they're probably happy with it. But uh, <laughs> it took Iron Fist place in the release schedule from, for Marvel. Oh, wow. Um, so it was originally going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. But due to the overwhelmingly positive reception of Luke Cage in Jessica Jones... They flip flopped Iron Fist and Luke Cage's place on the oh. on the release schedule. So I'm I'll throw out a little theory here because we we've talked about this a little bit. We're kind of curious who is going to be the lead, the head person of the Defenders. Like who's going to be the leader? Because uh, normally it's Luke Cage. He's usually the guy at the at the head of the group. Uh, but it seems like they're setting it up to be uh, Daredevil, honestly, just because he's had two seasons already. He seems to be really um, at the head of uh, fighting for justice. So I think it might make more sense in this world. But hey, if Luke Cage was originally going to be the last show before the Defenders took place, maybe they were doing that specifically to be like, okay, here's your leader getting introduced. So I don't know. Uh, I, I might get a better idea maybe the more we watch Luke Cage to see if they're going to set him up to lead a team or not. But I'd like to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm still leaning towards Daredevil uh, simply because of the way they cranked out that second season. They're mm-hmm. like, we need Daredevil. A lot of the m- baselines of the story are being set up in the Daredevil series mm-hmm. as well so i'm still leaning daredevil but it's gonna be interesting i want to see i want to see luke cage so bad i can't see yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a few references uh to hell's kitchen in the first couple episodes that you know they're they're pr- there's a, a hilarious a little uh drop uh reference to hell's kitchen and i think you'll enjoy that okay yes looking forward to it we'll have more for you guys next week so come back um but we're going to keep on with the news, because the news doesn't stop, even when Luke uh-huh. Cage is out. Daredevil Season 3, a lot of people are like saying this is going to come out in 2018 as a Netflix release, uh-huh. and I'm going to be honest, that's no news to us. Um, a lot <laughs> of people, for some reason, that caught a big like wind of news at the end of this week. They're like, oh, well, if you know they got to do Iron Fist and the Defenders, they might not get around to Daredevil you know, uh-huh. by April. I'm like, who said Daredevil was going to be in April? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. They got to get to the Defenders before Daredevil comes back. So I think 2018 Netflix release is pretty obvious. And if yeah. you've heard that, there, there's a reason why. Like they they got to yeah. get through Defenders. Yeah, and if you listened, and if you listened to last week, we pretty much theorized that we were going to be getting Iron Fist in the spring, possibly Defenders in the summer, and then maybe Punisher in the fall. Mm-hmm. It's like for Punisher to kind of start Phase Two of uh netflix so then obviously you'd get daredevil in uh 2018 so i'm looking i'm really looking forward to see what what else they can do with matt murdoch because they they are just casting these these heroes on netflix just like a plus a plus so i can't wait to see them all together yeah so my last question for that is how many seasons do you think is enough for a character i mean that's 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 tough 
because when you're when you're creating a TV show for like a network, especially a bigger network like NBC or CBS, they want to crank out as many seasons as possible. They're not necessarily worried about quality as much as the more hours, the more seasons we get, the more advertising space we can sell because we got we got to fill these slots. Netflix they don't necessarily have any sort of uh, you know, agenda there. Uh, so I don't know. Well, see, I, I mean, I don't, I don't care about it. Just how many do you think is enough for you? Like, okay, this show, this is a either a good point where you, we can stop here, or maybe one or two more. But like, how many seasons to you is is a good TV show? Like, I, I, th- I think if I could tell Netflix anything is don't set yourself into a template or. Um, like a schedule for every single hero. I think whenever a character organically is kind of running out of story or you feel like you're reaching a good point, just, you you know, just uh, end it for them. You know, I think it's working out well in the movies where they kind of everybody gets a trilogy and then they just kind of team up. So I think that could work well for Netflix. Uh, So at the at the very at the very most, I can kind of imagine maybe up to five seasons for maybe a character with that has more going on. I can't I can't imagine 5 seasons of Punisher, but I could imagine 5 seasons of Daredevil just cuz there's a whole lot there's a lot of good Daredevil content out there. Uh, I don't think they should stretch it quite that far. I, I would say four four I'm going to land on four. Four okay. is a nice even round number four seasons. See, I was going with 3 because like a trilogy kind of like of mm-hmm. seasons and maybe if they want to do another trilogy they can start over like, you know, like do another not a reboot but like do another trilogy uh-huh. kind of thing. Um, so that's what I was thinking. Just kind of curious because I, I mean, Daredevil season three, that's a while out there. So when, when does that start? When do we get getting more Netflix shows to take those places, you know, like yeah. Moon Knight or, or Blade or something like that to kind of take over for those. Yeah, exactly. Actors. I think, I think that's going to be the best thing. And then, you know, if you, uh, say, you know, Jessica Jones only gets three seasons. Hey, you know, if a, you know, if we do get like a Blade, uh, a, a series have Jessica Jones pop up in a couple episodes. I think that would be a nice way to uh, you know go back to characters that have kind of wrapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and the, the, I said this, I asked this because it brings us to our next point with Agent Carter. Um, Ooh, Agent Carter news! I want to hear this, man. So Haley Atwell wants, doesn't feel like the character is done, and she really wants to do a, like a final TV movie for for Agent Carter as second in cap. And I agree. I think we got we kind of got left on a. A cliffhanger in an unfair way in season two. You know, it's funny you bring this up because I was kind of, um, you know, I was kind of getting over, I was getting over the the loss, uh, you know, throughout the summer. You know, we don't have any more Agent Carter. You know, you know, we we literally saw her die in Civil War. I felt like that that was Marvel's way of saying, okay, we're kind of wrapping up the the Haley Atwell uh, story here. She's not going to be in anything else anymore. But then they were doing uh, Instagram advertisements for her new show over on ABC or something. Conviction. And so I'm, yeah, so I'm scrolling through my newsfeed and I see her popping up, you know, basically in kind of similar dress, you know, like businesswoman dress. I'm just like, oh, Agent Carter's in my newsfeed. And, oh, no, it's for her other show. I'm like, oh, man. So uh, there's obviously a Haley Atwell hole that, uh, that has formed in my life. So I would love a TV movie to pop up. Uh, maybe maybe Netflix. I don't really know. I don't really know if it fits in ABC's uh, kind of span of programming. Maybe we can get it on Netflix. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say Netflix. I say keep it on where the show premiered and, mm-hmm. and just finish it there. And like here, you get a 90 minute, 90 movie minutes, like a of 90 TV minutes of a finale. Like oh. Agent Carter's last mission before, you know, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and the SSR start. No, it'd be a good place to put it. Maybe, um, 
maybe like a week or two before the for the season finale of Agents of Shield. So as people are ramping up and getting ready for Agents of Shield to like you know culminate with their season, you know, there's usually always like a down week there. Anyway, bam, pop in uh, 90 minutes of uh, Agent Carter. That'd be great. Maybe I'm going to actually lean towards Winter Holiday. How they like do Christmas specials? Uh, I see. You want to get a little BBC up in here? Yeah, a little bit. Like I know they do it with Doctor Who and Sherlock, and like ABC totally could lean into it, and I, I think they should embrace it. Mm-hmm. But ABC is embracing the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Shield season four. Mm-hmm. And I, are you caught up? Have you watched both episodes, Mike? Yes, seen both episodes. So I've been getting a lot of questions about the second episode in with an item called the Dark Hold. Which was yeah, so mentioned. We, is this the, are we talking about ghosts here? <laughs> a little bit. Little okay. apparitions of sorts. Um, a mm-hmm. little bit of spoilers for S.H.I.E.L.D. here, but like, there's a lot of mystery left. So no matter what we tell you, it's definitely going to be something different. Yeah. But The Darkhold is a, a book, and it's called The Book of Sins in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And this book has lots of ties to vampires, werewolves, zombies, lots of other things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange. Um, in in the comic books, so this dark hold I think is going to be a like a, like maybe a MacGuffin for the first half of the season, and really ties into that Doctor Strange universe coming up here in in less than a month. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, uh, they definitely seem to be using most of their uh, production budget on uh, the look of Ghost Rider. Well, we got to see him again in episode two, which is really, really great because I was really curious how often we were going to get to see that flaming skull. But then we got something that seems relatively easy to do on a TV budget, which is ghosts. And they're, lo- they're looking kind of, uh, they're looking a little wonky to me. I don't know how you feel about the ghosts that are popping up I, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, they're, they're okay with me because they're not necessarily ghosts as we think of them. Like, there's something wrong with them, techno- technology-based or mystical-based, like a mixture of both. And maybe they're not ghosts, maybe there's something else, but I, I, I don't know. I, this, the story in this is very awesome, a lot of intense moments in in this Mm -hmm. season so far and only two episodes in and i really i'm sad that there's a week off this week but i i really there is yeah it's yeah it's 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 two weeks Um, it's probably because uh i think a flash is coming back i think the cw CW, this week we're gonna talk about cw later so yeah they're 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 starting up this week so it's good to miss that so we can catch up on the other things but Mm -hmm. uh agents of shield just hitting us with a one two on the ghost rider they're not slowing down so <laughs> really excited to see how how that plays off this season mm-hmm. stanley big big guy big name right uh stan the man stan the man stan the man he uh according to kevin feige earlier this year filmed four marvel movie cameos in one day man that's a busy day for mr stanley yes uh he can't get around too well you know so i mean i'm glad they did them all at once i assume they are for the four following films doctor strange mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, I feel like there's... You could kind of... Depending on which kind of blog you run out there, you could kind of spin this uh, one of two ways. Either they are trying to get all of these out as quick as possible because, you know... We all know Stanley is getting up there. He's not young. (laughs) Even though he is the man, he is up there. But also you could spin it the other way and be like, hey, Stan Lee, he's a hard-working dude. He filmed four movie cameos in one day. He, he's got a busy schedule. He's got a lot of places to be. This is the only mm-hmm. day he could fit all these movies in. So, you know, I've, there's different ways you could look at this, but all I can say is the Stan Lee cameo is just 
it's just a, a special thing that we all look forward to in a movie. So I hope we get we always get them. You know, maybe Stanley is going to be one of those guys that is just like I love being in these movies. I'm going to let them just totally digitize me and put and put me in I'm, future movies even I, after I'm gone. I'm pretty sure I said that last week. Like, there is no way that you do not have a full HD, 4K, 3D scan of Stanley somewhere in those Marvel offices to pull him out of anywhere at any moment. It would be. It would just be really great if he was just totally on board with it. He's mm. just like, hey, if you're gonna CG me, why don't you go throw in some cameos when I was like in my 30s? You know, when I was at the top of my game, you know, making comic books. That would be really fun too. Because I, he just feels like a fun-loving guy, and he would just be like, yeah, man, I want to keep being in these movies forever. So. Uh, I I would be on board. I don't I don't think it would be tacky if he was on board with it. So we'll just have to see what what Stanley yeah. wants. Yeah, and the reason I chose these four movies back to the four films is they're all in production or post production this okay. summer. Uh, the only one, the next one after these would be um, Avengers, and they they've not even started regular production on that. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely gonna go with that. So Stanley, keep doing your thing. I'll see you at C two E two in the spring, buddy. Yeah, yeah, man. We know you're listening. So, we talked about Doctor Strange a little bit. We're going to come back to Doctor Strange. There's a big news dump of Doctor Strange stuff this Ooh, week. Chris, dump all over me. Do- <laughs> I got nothing for that. Nothing. <laughs> so, a lot of people have been talking about the Winter Soldier reference for Doctor Strange. Um, they said Stephen Strange, whenever, you know, Agent Sitwell was on top of the roof giving off things. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason this reference was made is because Doctor Strange is a well-known like scientist and, and surgeon in the world and like has enough influence and power to pull things his way if he wanted to, mm-hmm. if, if he wasn't with Hydra. Uh, so that's why they brought him up. Not because he was the Sorcerer Supreme in the Winter Soldier. Oh, wow. Cool. So it's more of a like, and plus the, the, the algorithm is enough to predict past, present and future threats. So oh. they would know that he would be a problem later on due to the algorithm not necessarily he would be the Sorcerer Supreme. So despite people saying, oh, the movie may take place during, like, you know, flashbacks with the Sorcerer of, like, you know, during Winter Soldier and all these other movies, and he's Mm -hmm. just been there the whole time, eh, not really. So that's that's a fact. We got got dropped on us. Uh, The the villain is uh, Caecilius, and his followers are the Zealots. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's technically a good magician, or I guess wizard turned bad. So... That's, Sounds that's, part of the course. <laughs> for yeah, Doctor pretty Strange. part. Uh, the cloak of levitation we saw actually floating around by itself and following Doctor Strange is kind of like a mm. sentient cloak. Is it mm. how it's kind of being treated, rather than you know just a piece of clothing he clips on and, and, and uses. So uh, the way the magic works in that, I don't know, but I'm really excited to see how that works. I think actually, um, I had a chance to watch part of um, the what was that movie called? The documentary of like the that Superman Returns, where it was oh the be, death uh, of Superman Nick Returns. Yeah. Uh, so the the content in the documentary is very very interesting, but un, uh, I I really was rooting for this documentary. The documentary is honestly kind of boring, which is really really bad. I couldn't mm. make all the way through the movie. I I, I watched about eighty percent of it. I mean, if you're a really big nerd, you can get through most of it, but I don't think you could just show this to anybody and and they would be engaged enough but one of the ideas for that movie was superman was going to have like a sentient cloak that was going to be like his buddy he was going to throw it around like a boomerang and like a weapon and stuff so i think that idea makes more sense with dr strange yeah superman's his weakness is magic so he can't really have a magic cloak (laughs) so that's a little weird there um but that, that was something so we've also seen magic in the marvel universe already with the scarlet witch Casting mm-hmm. her magic spells. But her magic looks different than Doctor Strange's magic. Do you know why? 
Well, I would think it's because uh, Scarlet Witch's magic was kind of rooted in science. And also, so I think it's kind of connected to the gem in a way that they've shown it in the movies. Well, that's a good that's a good reason. Also, hers is unpracticed magic. Uh, it's like very raw magic. She doesn't know how to use her spells. She wasn't trained. So Hence that's why, why somebody blew up and destroyed a building. <laughs> that, that too. And that's why like whenever she's doing magic with her hands, she's doing kind of like the same motions, but they look like blobs and very you know, amorphous, like, shapes of, like, red mm-hmm. energy. Whereas Doctor Strange's are very, like, you know, practiced and meticulous and patterned, and they look pretty because that's... because he's, he's a practice sorcerer, so... Mm-hmm. That they, makes they, sense. They kind of explain that. So they're both magic. There's different kinds. And I also want to mention that this is kind of let down Mike a little bit this week. There's a 15-minute <laughs> yeah. preview coming up um, at IMAX Theaters on uh, October 10th. Um... It's only 15 minutes. It's not the whole movie. They did this with Guardians of the Galaxy over two years ago, and I went and saw it, and they gave me it's this cool IMAX posters, exclusive poster that was with it, and mm-hmm. some other free stuff. And uh, you can go check that out. I think it's on, like, uh, seeitfirst.com or something like that. I, I don't know uh-huh. off the top of my head, but maybe I'll put the link in there. But if you guys want to see 15 minutes of Doctor Strange on October 10th before anybody else and get that word of mouth, you know, that hype train going... <laughs> this is this is the way to do it. I'm really excited. Mike's disappointed it's not the full movie, but well, the the problem is, is if you don't look close enough at the at the page, there's no big bold print that says only 15 minutes of the movie. It literally just says Doctor Strange IMAX advanced screening, and then so I basically I jumped at the I jumped at the chance because I think the last time this came up was for a legitimate preview for a movie. So I was just like, oh man, I can see this Marvel movie a couple weeks early, and obviously all the tickets were gone. On very very quickly so i jumped on it i i reserved it and i was surprised i got an email right away saying i had two tickets reserved and then i finally get around to looking a 15 minute preview i was like oh son of a bitch i can't reorganize my whole schedule on a monday night just for 15 minutes that i plus would i be it would be more like spoiler for me because i knew when that 15 minute came around again in the movie i'd be like oh well, i know everything that's gonna happen that's no fun well so, i but i would i'm gonna disagree with you because when i did the guardians they showed the prison break scene well, that's like the cool. That's a cool scene. I don't want that spoiled ahead of but, time. But it was different. Like they showed stuff in there that wasn't like necessarily in the final film, or, like different angles. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was definitely not the same thing in the theater because I'm like, I don't remember this extra stuff. This is cool. So I don't know if they just cut down like certain sections. I don't know. I had a good time with the Guardians one. If you're not so averse to spoilers as Mike is, definitely check <laughs> it out for a free thing if it drive max if they have it. So um, I'm going. I'll let you guys know in a couple weeks how. Uh, how awesome it truly is. <laughs> yes, please do let us know. So, yeah, there's more Doctor Strange stuff, and if it pops up, like, a lot of it was, like, little bitty stuff that doesn't matter. So we're going to wait till the movie comes out to talk about it. So uh, if you guys have Doctor Strange questions, you know, uh, tweet at us, email us, whatever, whatever you want to do. Spider-Man Homecoming is finishing up um, filming this week, and we've got a new poster as they return to New York with the Stark Expo is coming back in Spider-Man cool. Homecoming. I mean, like, uh... Now that uh, Elon Musk is doing like Apple presentations, we're gonna be getting uh, another type of presentation in the Marvel universe that we all know and love. Well, I mean, they've already done this once, so it was it was well, the Iron Man too. Well, last last time it didn't go so well. So well, either way, it's it's there. They're bringing it back. Uh, hashtag it's all connected, Mike. That's that's really <laughs> what we got to know here. Um, and then uh, you know the, the Spider-Man Homecoming is wrapping filming in New York, so. Um, Hopefully, maybe we get a trailer uh, with Star Wars this this uh, winter. What do you think about that? I, 
I, it's it's hard to imagine that I'm gonna I could possibly see a Star Wars movie with a Spider-Man trailer ahead of it. I, that's a, well, uh, dream a, come a, true. A Star Wars movie we're excited for, and, and, and a Spider-Man <laughs> and a Spider-Man movie, Man movie we're excited for <laughs> at the same time. Like last time this happened, it wasn't it didn't end very well for us. So mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's cool. I'm really I'm really excited to see that stuff. We've also reported Marvel and Hulu are working on a, a production called The Runaways, based on the mm-hmm. Brian K. Vaughn book, award-winning series. Um, they've hired uh, Tamara Bet- Betcher, Beecher, uh, who works, who's written Iron Fist as, as a writer. And my link here is not working. However, she did um, screenshot the uh, the page or like uh, some of her homework she was doing mm-hmm. with Iron Fist. So I think it was taken down. Probably if I was a bet man. That she was asked to take this down, but uh, Tamara Belcher has, or Be- not Belcher, that's horrible. <laughs> Beecher has been uh, hired to essentially write the Runaways or work on it a little bit. I think that's great. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. I mean, uh, again, I don't haven't seen the Netflix episode. I haven't enjoyed so. Um, really, really excited to see see more of that stuff. So if they're if she's doing Iron Fist, she's got to be good. That's, that's what I'm trying to say here. Uh, did you, you check out the Tick pilot that came out? On Amazon you know what? Over the summer? You you are the seasoned uh, tit guy here at Superhero Slate. Me, not so much. Uh, it's in. It's cool to see that it got picked up. I mean, parody uh, superhero stuff is big, especially after uh, Deadpool knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love the original live action tick TV series. The old game for Sega Genesis is awesome, based on the cartoon. Um, however, the pilot on Amazon was awesome. Left me wanting more. I, I really wanted more. And Amazon has ordered the pilot to series. Actually, all three of them were ordered to series, including the John Claude Van Damme uh, series and the other. I think it was Kevin Bacon series. Hmm. So, um, but I'm really excited to see a full series of uh, the Tick on Amazon. I'm glad Amazon's kind of stepping into maybe the the superhero uh, realm a little bit more because mm-hmm. I don't think they had any other TV shows on there that I know of. Oh, superhero shows? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think their their user interface is kind of atrocious, so I don't. I'm not really yeah. watching much over on Amazon. It, it's you're you're not wrong. You are not <laughs> wrong, Mike. Uh, oh well. But over on Fox, they, they don't have stuff on... They might have stuff on Amazon. I don't know. Uh, they have... Fox Studios has scheduled an untitled Marvel film for IMAX. Oh. Uh, so they they were announcing some IMAX team-ups, Fox was, and they said untitled Marvel film rather than anything coming up like Wolverine 3. Uh-huh. Um, so we don't know what it is. Most people are speculating maybe Deadpool or... Well, you know what? I bet it's not Gambit. <laughs> it, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> ah, that would be awful. Or maybe the next X Men franchise film. Oh, maybe I, I. There's so many questions up, up in uh, the air with uh, Fox's future. Obviously, we know we're getting more Deadpool because when a movie with that low of a budget makes that much money at a rated R rating, we know Ryan Reynolds isn't going anywhere. But yeah. their other franchise, you know, plus uh, Fantastic Four, they they are not really on much solid ground, you know. So Deadpool is, is saving their saving their series over there. Man, I'm really crossing my fingers that D23 um, next year or maybe this year. I don't know whenever it is. Uh, they announced that um, that Fantastic Four has joined Marvel, and, and we don't yeah. have to worry about that anymore. I'm losing sleep over Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, who, who owns those rights? Oh, I'm going to go with Deadpool because that's probably farther in production than the next X-Men franchise film because we haven't heard anything about it. Like Even like the end credits were for the Wolverine and not the next X-Men movie, which mm-hmm. is kind of like concerning to me. 
So I, I don't know. I don't know. How how are you feeling about that? Like not knowing where the X Men's going after Wolverine three. I mean, I just Fox always surprises me with the decisions that they make. They they're usually poor. So I'll, I'm just going to worry about Deadpool. I'm just going to clear my mind and just make sure Deadpool is as uh, as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree. Well, one thing we don't have to worry about, Mike, uh, other than Fox, is the CW. They they, they, they seem to be making some pretty good moves uh, with mm-hmm. everything they're doing. I, I'm really looking forward to this week. We get The Flash and Arrow, and I think Legends of Tomorrow maybe starts this week as well. Um, and they gave us this great teaser called Superhero Fight Club 2.0 that mm-hmm. we've watched. I did not know there was a Superhero Fight Club 1.0, <laughs> to be well, honest. Well, I think it's... I think it's because this is not, it doesn't look like it's pulled out of any show at all. It's just like a, a promo thing made outside of the canon of what mm-hmm. you see season to season. So uh, we would we would have never seen 1.0 if we were just watching normally without promo material, it seems like. Okay, good, because I felt like I was missing something and felt <laughs> really, really concerned. I'm like, oh, no, what did I do? Um, I just double checked. Legends tomorrow was not this week, so I think it's just Flash and Arrow, and we get Flashpoint, which is awesome. So this Fight Club 2.0 shows the addition of Supergirl to the team, and all four shows kind of working in synergy, fighting this robot thing, and like some X Men Danger Room thing. Yeah, and um, then all the the sidekicks like Diggle and Felicity and um, Cisco and Martian Manhunter coming in Ooh. on the sides to watch. The Martian Manhunter CG looks like it's maybe because it's just a promo and not something. In the show, it looks kind of cagey. Like, it doesn't look as good as what it did before. Or is it the CW budget? It's always just this weird balance of TV and superheroes, which is why I bring it up almost every time. It's like you're just at this unique cross-section where TV is so profitable... And, and so much more long lasting than uh, t- than movies are, and uh, and you get uh, fantastical things like superheroes that take that almost always require some sort of computer special effects to really nail it, uh, because you know before they've just been drawn on pages. You can draw anything, so when you reach that cross section of budget and superhero. It's always going to shine through somewhere that everything's not super homogenous. So you just always got to have that preconceived notion when you're watching a superhero TV show that you're going to see some things sometime that look kind of meh, but you just got to move along and hopefully well, the characters are... No. The only reason I bring it up is because on CBS, like when I saw previews or images of uh, Supergirl with Martian Manhunter, they didn't look horrible. Like yeah, they, they well, looked that, good. Well, but, that CBS budget would definitely do right. CW so, so do you think the CW budget is going to work against the Martian Manhunter and, and I mean, Supergirl? It, because it they might, always make the Flash look good. So I just I'm just curious. Yeah, it might. But I think the the overall like we see in this uh, the overall grouping of these characters is coming together. It's it's actually pretty amazing when you think about how far the CW has come. I mean, the CW had what beforehand? I mean, they've had some they've had some supernatural stuff with Buffy in the past when it was like the WB. They they had Smallville for a long time, and then all of a sudden, like someone just steps up and they're just like, "Why don't we just do our own like superhero matchup? We could have a superhero on every night of the week, and then this is what it looks like. It's pretty amazing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. This 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 promo is really fun. It's really exciting. Uh, makes me excited for the four uh, TV show crossover week. Whenever uh-huh. they, they do, I, I assume they'll do like part one Monday to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of deal. Like, I really uh-huh. look forward to that. And also, it also makes me a little hyped for the CW's standalone app that just launched. Where you oh, can yeah. watch we all these shows that. without any um, any cable subscription, just commercials. That's right. 
So um, I'm really I'm really, up, excited, I'm really excited to check that out. With the, I might watch. I probably watch the Flash live if I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but awesome. uh, really excited to see how the other shows come out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other shows on CW, Arrow is almost approaching episode 100. Can you believe that? Man, I didn't think there'd be that many, honestly. So um, when I, when I get here and look at this, the episode 100, the tease is uh, Stephen Amell with someone in a Deathstroke armor. Yeah, and sitting on a sitting on a bench. <laughs> sitting on a bench, but that's not the uh, that's not the movie Deathstroke either. No, that, no, no. This a, is a C. This is CW budget Deathstroke. That's very much a CW, like a hockey, you know, <laughs> suit painted red and, and orange, and it kind of looks like they might be like in a cemetery too or something. I, I don't know where they are, but uh, it looks like Deathstroke is coming back to the Arrow universe, which is a little weird, like how the rules have changed because they used to kill off characters on Arrow to use them in the movie <gasps> universe. I mean, it's not surprising that last. It's well, it is. It isn't like the the problem with the last season of Arrow wasn't necessarily the villain itself. It was just the way everything was put together. Uh, so maybe they're just like, hey, the last time this show was really amazing is when you know Deathstroke was firing on all cylinders. You know, De- Deathstroke is uh, is in the news because he's going to be in a Batman movie. Uh, he's a big deal right now. Um, maybe well, let's bring him back to the show. So maybe it's going to be someone else under that helmet. I actually I don't remember the final the final ending of what happened to um, uh, the the actor under the mask. I don't know. If Man who been uh, in, um, I don't it, think I don't know if he died. Yeah, I, I think he w- he was in that jail cell like under the island. I don't know if he got out. I don't remember. It's hard. It's hard to remember all the machinations of a hundred episodes. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, Deathstroke was cool. So if he's coming back, hopefully they find a cool way to bring him back. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I definitely I agree. I mean, it's fine. I enjoy Deathstroke and Slade Wilson in this, and he he's a big name right now. So hopefully he doesn't need to come back for a lot of episodes. Maybe maybe just some some really cool stuff on the episode one hundred. Mm-hmm. But in the good news, Diggle got a new helmet finally after we made fun of him so hard in season <laughs> four. Uh, however, this does not help him as much. It's a better step, but it is more of a Judge Dread helmet. Yeah, it, 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 it works better because it just seems more practical. It looks more like like uh, maybe a superhero motorcycle helmet. You know, It looks like mm. something like uh, Robin would put on before he gets on the Robin cycle or something. Uh, but it, I think it, it's working a lot better. Uh, we'll have to see. I always I, like when you're watching these shows, when you're watching a superhero that fires arrows, you know, you always think like, oh, why don't you just give the green arrow a gun? He's going to be a lot more effective. And then you literally have a sidekick who does just shoot guns and you think Diggle, you should be have a higher body count. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. So, uh, we'll see if Diggle becomes a little bit more effective. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and maybe maybe this visor does something. Maybe he's got some heads up display for him, rather than just you know cover his eyes like Judge Dredd. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll definitely check it out. And Legend of Tomorrow, like I said, doesn't it come out next week. It's uh, two two Thursdays away. Um, so we're gonna check that. The first look at the Justice Society of America coming up in the show is here, and this is a 1940s era superhero group, including uh, I think that's uh, Star Girl. Uh, the cat, our man is the guy in the front with the hourglass belt buckle. 
Uh, Obsidian is in the back with the black and blue. Vixen there, who stressed in her Vixen outfit. And then Captain Steel on the far right. I do not know who the man with the goggles is off the top of my head. I'm I'm honestly impressed that you got as far as you did because I mean we, we're we're you're not really old canon DC uh, reader for sure, and I'm surprised you got as far as you did. So congratulations. Well, thank you, thank you. The, uh, the reason I know. Um, so the reason I know um, the Vixen, we've talked about the Vixen casting a lot, and she looks just like a, like a descendant or a relative of the girl who plays Vixen in, in the Arrow mm-hmm. show. And Obsidian is actually the son of the old school Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan, but the original Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely interesting to see kind of how that plays off. Uh, oh, Dr. Midnight is what that character's oh, name is. There you go. Dr. Midnight. So... Um, they definitely look like old school, like forties, nineteen forties superheroes. Like whatever powers they may have, like they look like they're dressed like a almost steampunk, but not that you know advanced kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Are you gonna watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow when it lands, or, or uh, like, do a wiki re- it, recap of it, the old season? It, it's not high up on my list, so we'll have to see. Okay. So I'm 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 on the fence as well. Um, with it, so if if you guys are watching Legends of Tomorrow season two, let us know. We're we're definitely listening to it. Another big thing this week uh, is Justice League. Zack Snyder shared an image uh, on the set of Justice League wearing a Batman gauntlet on Twitter while he's uh, drawing on his iPad with his Apple <laughs> pencil. And drawing storyboards. He's obviously not doing this. This is so staged. <laughs> it, it hurts me. And with a showing off his Apple Watch, <laughs> showing off his Apple Watch and his Apple stuff, and it, it looks like a Chinese takeout box, and I, I don't know what to think of this man at this point. Like, I Zach mean, look just at, infuriates me. I mean, looking at the boards, it, it looks like a Deathstroke is in them. Yes, kind of. So this, this, it, it's, this, well, it's hard to say because it's just like you see a character that obviously is wearing some sort of mask, and you see the swords coming out. So you're like, oh, that's Deathstroke. But then at the same time, the mask kind of has that classic dead shot eye you know on it with the kind of the eye patch the cybernetic eye patch so i was just like well dead shot doesn't have a sword so i don't really know what's going on here maybe it's not a sword no but it, it looks is, like it is is De- deathstroke wears an eye patch and he has swords. oh well he's kind of got like a, a more of a mask but whatever <laughs> well when he takes it off i mean he's, he's lost the eye that's why half the mask doesn't have an eye hole the black side no well, well whatever <laughs> yeah, it's okay it's deathstroke and he the yeah, these are storyboards Kind of leaning towards that death, the Deathstroke footage, test footage we saw, will be in Justice League somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the big takeaway here. Is a lot of people, I mean, even you were kind of on the fence, like, is it, is it not? Is this Batman test footage? Will we ever, will it ever see the light of day? But these storyboards kind of line up with, with some of those shots, maybe, and, and definitely show Deathstroke will be in Justice League. You know, he's just going to be in both. Yeah, I'm sure he's a character yeah. that's going to permeate a couple films. And a question that did someone did pose me, Zack Snyder is not directing the Batman movie. So no, no matter no, how much he's... Deathstroke he's pushing, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Warner Brothers is going to let him go after Justice League. Yeah. If I I'm was sure a Batman. Zach, I'm sure Snyder's going to be an EP on every Warner Brothers movie, but that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely not. And and why is he wearing the one Batman gauntlet? Like I don't even know. Like <laughs> This man, he's just so infuriating. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> check out the images we got in there. You can check it out. Um, also, Justice League is wrapping principal photography this week as well. Same as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I guess that means less set photos from Justice League coming out. More, quote-unquote, official screenshots coming up as they Bring work it. on it. 
Bring it. Um, I, again, I think it's funny. This wraps uh, 13 months before it's out, and Spider-Man wraps the same week, and it's out in July. so Or June, even. So I, I think it's funny how the turnaround times between the two studios are. It's, it's a little funny to me. But right after the Justice League, I think the next movie after the Justice League is, in fact, The Flash, the movie. Ooh. Uh, All right. The director, Rick Fumiyawa, uh, shares uh, an image of the script Mm -hmm. uh, saying current revisions by Rick Fumiyawa with the Flash pop vinyl on it. Of course, (laughs) I know that was a Flash pop vinyl. Yeah, you can tell just by its little feety. But also, it's curious, in the back shows a little bit of the Cyborg pop vinyl. Oh man, so that's that's what's news to you is a little glimpse of uh, new pops. Well, I don't think these aren't even new pops actually. What 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 this is is we rumored that Cyborg will show up in the Flash, and ah, people were kind of like, no, 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 no. But like, why would you put the freaking Cyborg pop vinyl on this and do this? Like, don't be one of those people. Don't just tease us, <laughs> tease us, tease us. Give us like, tell us what's gonna happen. So I man, think. I li- I like that. I like how that's uh, where your brain goes. I like. I love the speculation. You can see literally probably twenty pixels of a cyborg foot, and you're just like, "Cyborg's going to be in the Flash movie." I love that. Well, I, I like to think nothing's by accident. Um, <laughs> like I don't want someone who's like, "Oh, well, happy accidents make movies," right? Like making a Flash movie because that would be silly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. So I mean, I'd, I'd be okay with the Flash cyborg team up. Oh, I'd yeah. be okay with a good movie, Chris. Okay, <laughs> At this you're point, right. I just want a good movie. You just want a good movie. We'll give you a good movie <laughs> eventually. We'll get you there. Uh, something uh, else comes out in a month and a half is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah. And the final trailer for the film dropped this week. I don't know if you saw it yet. I'm, they- I, well, I'm I'm hyped on Harry Potter no matter what. We just did a big marathon over here in our household of all the mm-hmm. Harry Potter movies uh, the other weekend. And it, it's really great jumping back into that world every once in a while. So it's going to be nice jumping into it again with fresh content. Uh, I hope it. I hope it's really, really amazing because I. I am always a fan of more Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I mean, as you should be. Everyone should be. Um, and especially if it's not directly a continuation of the Harry Potter, but like building the world. I think there's a mm. lot of world there left to build. A lot oh, of history yeah. and stuff. Um, but this final trailer gives us the opposite of what my complaint was on the first movie was the, the first trailer had no beasts in it. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, this thing has all the beasts. I'm like, how does all he have, <laughs> how does he have this much fantastic beast in his little suitcase? Like, you know it, what? It's, it's magic, man. It's magic. Yeah, I know. I know it is. And that's cool. But like, how's he going <laughs> to spend a two hour movie hunting down all these different creatures? I feel like that might be a little snippy. For a film, but I, <laughs> I want to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to be think, ha- I'm I, happy. With it, it. I think it's going to be magical. Oh my gosh, you, you, you're, you're just like, um, you're like fanboying over there. Like you got your fanboy blinders on. Like this is what it's going to be. <laughs> um, fun fact: the director of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is David Yates, who directed the last four Harry Potter films. By the way, you know what that that was a fun fact. I'm glad. I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah. So uh, David Yates is well, well ingrained in the. Harry Potter universe. However, his last movie, the only movie he did um, in a theater film before, after Deathly Hallows Part 2 and Fantastic Beasts is the Legend of Tarzan movie that came out this summer. Uh, which, hey, that, that movie that movie made money, so... Yeah, well, I hope so. Made a lot of it, actually. <laughs> but um, I, I haven't seen it yet, so I hopefully, you know, 
maybe I get around to it eventually, and and it's a good movie. And he's still got he's still got that magic. He's not burnt out yet, you know. Like if you get someone on the fifth movie in a franchise, Michael Bay, we're looking at you. You, <laughs> you don't know what you're gonna get. So so hopefully hopefully it's something good. So cross fingers there. Speaking of magical beast, Mike, this is where the first <laughs> image of the beast from Beauty and the Beast comes up. Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty crazy because this was the number one thing I've been waiting to see uh, about this movie. Every time you bring it up, uh, I want to know what the beast looks like. Yes. So this image that we have here, uh, I actually saved a copy of it, thankfully, because it's been requested for takedowns by Disney, which usually lends to credibility, I think mm-hmm. so. Um, and uh, you get to see uh, Emma Watson, actually from Harry Potter yet again, uh, in, in the yellow bell princess dress and the beast, um, who is playing the guy who's playing Legion in the upcoming FX series. I think his name is Dan Stevens as mm-hmm. the beast in his beast mode, beast mode. There we go. Beast, beast mode. mode. <laughs> um, and his, his blue suit. So judging by this image, Mike, how do you think, do you think the beast imagery is on point with the classic cartoon? Um, I mean, I think it looks good. It's hard to get, um, a tone kind of out of this because it, it it's art it's uh it, it's like a, mm-hmm. p- a digital painting or something along those lines uh it's not fully rendered and it's a relatively low res image uh so it really makes me wonder in full cg if is, is it going to look a little different but the, the horns look pretty rad uh it, he's kind of got a, a facial features that look close to a human so it's not going to be too jarring uh but yeah i i, I think it i think it works uh it's a very bright and cheery photo. You know, everything's very light. Uh, they're in front of like this uh, very beautiful like type of window with the light coming in, and they're dancing. So nothing really looks too scary here. So I'm looking forward to seeing the beast and like uh, like gr- like uh, growling really loud, maybe like in, in the beast dark mode. hallway or something. Yeah, I want to see him in beast mode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I think that's broken glass behind them. Actually, I don't think that's a very very pretty room. Sy- symbolism. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. I sent you a picture to your phone or your iMessages, Mike, uh, just now, because I wanted to say this uh, reaction for the show, and that Dan Stevens as the CGI Beast looks a lot like Kelsey Grammer's Beast from X-Men 3. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit, but... Uh... Yeah, that was that was more of like a makeup gig. So this this looks like it's going to be more CG. But yeah, uh, no, yeah, it's, it's he, all it's all not, good fun. And he's not blue, so <laughs> yeah. Well, his suit is blue, and that's half the battle. But you know, either like that just reminds me, I I need more Kelsey Grammer in my life. I gotta rewatch Frasier. Again. You gotta re- go back on your 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 yearly rewatching of Frasier. It's like a mecca for you. <laughs> yeah. You go on your Frasier journey. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my my wife, big Beauty and the Beast fan. Um, she she made some very excited noises when she saw this image. So I think I think the fans are on board. So mm-hmm. that, that's what that's what matters. And um, I speaking of Disney's live action movies, this one's kind of got my head scratching. Live action Lion King coming from John Favreau of Iron Man slash Jungle Book fame. What do you think of this? I'm just- I'm just going to say it. I'm not that surprised. I mean, especially after he literally almost did the exact same thing with the Jungle Book. Actually, this time around, how do you even, like, how do you consider it live action? Exactly. That's my question. There's (laughs) nothing. It's all CG to look like real creatures. That's not live action. Yeah. So I guess, is it? Do you, do you even market it as a live action? Like, is Disney legitimately going to say anywhere in official paperwork live action Lion King? Or are they just going to say 
it's a uh, new Lion King. It would be it would be kind of weird to see Lion King with humans. Well, uh, but I mean, if they're retelling the story, maybe that does work. But yeah, it can you if you took Mowgli out of the Jungle Book, it's not live action. <laughs> right, exactly. It's all green screen, all CGI stuff. And he uh, was he was the 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 only thing that was technically live in that whole thing. So that's mm. why I've been scratching my head. I'm like, can they call this live action, or would they just call you know Disney's The Lion King, kind of like you know how they did uh, I think Cinderella. They didn't call it live action Cinderella. They said Disney Cinderella kind of deal. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I mean, know. I'm not surprised. It's John Favreau. I mean, uh, he knocked it out of the park. Apparently, with Jungle Book, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, and I've I've admitted my wrongdoing of that movie uh, being good when it, it I haunts it you. It just bad. haunts you on this show, yeah, doesn't it? Every every night it haunts me. Yeah. Uh, it, but. I don't know. Uh, I think if they want to stick to the spirit of Lion King, they leave humans out of it and they leave it an isolated animal story mm-hmm. in Africa. Uh, but who knows if they want to modernize it and bring in humans that are trying to poach things to tell some sort of extra moral story. I don't know. But um, well, yeah, they didn't, they there's didn't no change, humans in it. <laughs> they didn't change the Jungle Book, so I, I doubt they'd change that too much. So. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I, I guess uh, the the big question is everyone's like, oh, they're going to live action all the Pixar movies next. I'm like, I don't think so. But a live There's... action Toy Story would be interesting. No, uh, no Disney movie is safe. I saw um, I saw a schedule the other uh, the other day of proposed or announced rumored uh, Disney movies for the next like 20 years, and they're all live action remakes. So if you got a precious Disney movie out there, cross your fingers and hopefully they nail the live action version of it. Yeah, I just don't, I think my thing is I think Pixar might have like a deal like you can't redo our movies. Like, yeah. Well, I mean it does, I mean Pixar has kind of always been about CG and I well I guess yeah. you could say Disney's always been about animation. So, I don't know. It doesn't matter <laughs> as long, whatever makes money is what gets made. Yeah. Well, if this comes to fruition, uh, we're definitely going to have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, we've talked about movies with 5 in them. 5 <laughs> films in a franchise and we get our first look today at Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is a mouthful so, of, of a Chris, title. Chris, do you want to guess uh, uh, what circumstances was the last time I even thought about Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, man. You know what? I'm not going to make you guess. It was some, somebody saying the most expensive movie ever made. Oh, yeah, it is. budget ever for a movie was for the last Pirates of the you, Caribbean, number four. You listened to that on Movie Fights last week, didn't you? Yeah, that's the last time yeah. I even thought about Pirates of the Caribbean because, honestly, I don't really like the second or the third one. The first one's the only really, mm-hmm. really nice, fun, solid movie. They've only gotten lucky with the other one just because they've made money. This is a movie that doesn't need to be made. Uh, even Disney looks like they're planning for other... They're, they're making like a Jungle Cruise movie. They're making other movies based on rides. Just let this die. Uh, obviously, we love Captain Jack Sparrow, but this this new trailer just looks like the same old story. So, Let's bring in some sort of weird villain pirate that has some sort of fucked up face. Right, so, and then so he's there, trying there, to get Jack there, Sparrow. There are undead creatures that are mixed with like sea creatures and undead people. And Never they, seen that before. Chris. You only see him in the shadows, <laughs> and they're looking for Jack Sparrow to kill him. And I, I don't even know. So we got this trailer today during Fear the Walking Dead. It's actually brand new as of as of recording this. We we took a second to watch it, and um, it's got Javier Bardem as the villain. Mm-hmm. And I really held him to higher regards than this. <laughs> um, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know what to think. We all love you, Johnny Depp. We all love Captain Jack Sparrow. They got to find a way to put you in a good movie. And also, looking through this trailer, it all looked exactly the same. Like, since you don't see the bad guy's mm-hmm. face until the end of the trailer, it could have just been, you know, Barbosa. It could have just been um, Davy Jones, for all we know. Uh, just some CG guy, like, uh, uh, slumping his way through a ship, slashing a sword. And then you have all of, like, the the uh, colonial marines or, or whatever they are. Like, yeah. they f- needed to find a way to make this movie look different, too. Take it to uh, a different part of the globe. I don't know. Take it... I don't know. Like, they everything just they looks can't. the same. They can't. It's, so. it's the Caribbean. They, they can't go anywhere else. They have to say they gotta, the Caribbean. They gotta take it out of the Caribbean. I don't care. Like, the title doesn't... I don't care what the title is. Take it somewhere else on the planet to make it more exciting. No, I agree. This is very much... If you've seen the first movie, this looks a lot like the first movie. Like, this could mm-hmm. be a trailer for the first movie, and you'd never guess differently. Yeah. Um, but my fun fact for Pirates of the Caribbean is it is out of every movie I've ever been to in the theaters, number four, the last Pirates movie in 2011, is the only movie I ever fell asleep in in the theater. Oh, that's 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 not good. Uh, I fell asleep right after it started and woke up right before the post credit scene at the end. Yeah, so, and I something tells me you didn't miss much. Uh, I I've never returned once, so that's my <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean story just to just to share share with you. So, um. That's it for our news uh, this week. I got to go watch some Luke Cage, man. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> if people want to figure out what you're doing uh, on your free time, whether it be new comics or or pie or, or maybe <laughs> pie. Some, some other stuff that you do. I don't know what you do, Mike. Where can they find that at? Well, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to know what you're up to, you're a busy guy. You got a lot of shit going on. I can't even keep track of it most of the time. You got extra podcasts going on. I don't yeah. even know what you're doing. Where can people follow you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, with my new phone coming in this week, I'm going to start taking some new uh, portrait mode pictures, okay, with my new oh, iPhone. Nice. Really, really excited to try that out. So I'm going to probably be posting a lot of useless pictures online. Um, you can find me on Comic UI uh, News. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. And also my new podcast, Filmside Chats, with my friend Patrick, is on iTunes and uh, FilmsideChats.com. So you can check that out. Uh, we recorded our fourth episode this week on trilogies, the history of trilogies, and some of our favorite ones and some of the least favorite trilogies. So nice. uh, we're, we definitely we talk about that this week. So. Yeah, on there. And people like maybe they want to like listen to more of Superhero Slate, Mike. I know they're listening right now, but they want to listen to more. Where can they do the usual? Find us and 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 learn more about us. There. Well, as always, please visit superheroslate.com because that is the best place to find all the avenues that we host the show, and also where you can check out our show notes and check out all of the uh, all of the little teasers and things that we've been talking about in this episode. And if you want to subscribe to the show, if you're not already, we are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. It really helps us uh, get some new listeners and helps mm-hmm. us uh, find some new super fans. And if you are a super fan, the best way to show your love for the show is to just share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every single week to talk to you about all the superhero news that's happened. Yes, very much so. We'll, we'll be here every week. And next week, again, we have all our Luke Cage Netflix spoiler cast we will be doing on top of the regular show. Yes. Well, before we do that, you got to go watch it, man. <laughs> I got to watch it. Oh, my gosh. I know, Mike. I know. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to edit this show, put it live so you guys can listen and watch some Netflix. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. All right. I just kind of cross my fingers that when I hit record, it's on the blue snowball. I never check beforehand. <laughs>